like I say, I, I've been missed some pitches, so that's what I paid off. But other than that, just, you know, I want to take the good result, like positive thing on mine, like this, about this outing and just keep moving forward for the next one. The way I feel tonight, I was like, I feel like pretty, pretty strong and healthy. Like I say, just a few changes, I leave it like a little bit up. Other than that, just, you know, keep believing myself and just keep working hard for the next one. I mean, that, that's really all you can do at this point, isn't it, Kevin Barker, if, it, if, if you're Jose Barrios and if you're the Toronto Blue Jays? It's four games into the season. And even though, even though you saw yesterday all the stuff, yeah, let's face it, you saw yesterday all the stuff you didn't want to see, basically from Jose Barrios in that 9-5 loss to the Kansas City Royals. It, yeah, I mean, they just, you just got to keep, you can, they're just going to keep running this guy out. I mean, really, all you can do is... They don't have any other option. They have no, no other option. All, all you can do is hope that your team scores eight runs a game. And right now, here's the thing. Right now, best case scenario is you're looking for something a little better than what you got last year because... I mean, you got to really be an optimist to think you're going to get 2020. Well, all, you're going to get 2021, I'll, I'll Jose Barrios. I'll do respect from Jose Barrios. He wasn't a couple of change-ups. I mean, he gave up three runs and four hits in the first inning. He gave up uh, four seam. Everything five, got, everything five, got five, hit. five hits and four runs in, in the fourth inning. It wasn't just a couple of change-ups. Every once in a while, you just got to come on when the media sticks a microphone in your face and say, I stunk. Kevin, he had... He, let, he, let, let's, let's move. I have to be better. Like, I, it's not a couple of change-ups. It's not I'm taking positive things away. I mean, I guess the positive thing was you, you didn't go three innings. You know, you Kevin, went a little bit more and didn't destroy your bullpen. I guess that's a positive. But every once in a while, it, it can't be I'm taking a positive and it's a couple of change-ups. Well, it, it can't be that. Well, no. it, it, you, look at, you look at right at the camera and you go, I wasn't good enough. I'm going to have to be better. It's not a couple of change Because people are going to roll their eyes at that because they, they've heard it more than one time. That's, that's the thing here is, yeah, again, nobody's questioning how hard he works, right? It's the, all the things that go into how we, he stayed in Florida, not Puerto Rico. He, he started throwing in November, not December. Well, he changed everything. He doesn't have a windup, which I was new to that. That's the first thing I noticed last night. I had no idea he didn't. He eliminated his windup. Until I saw it last night. He's Maybe he knew he was it. in the middle of the rubber. He was on, he was on the third base side of the rubber. Like he's trying everything possible. So uh, just occasionally, occasionally you got to take Chris Sale's approach. You just got to come on there and go. I bleep. You know what? And I, I got to move on to the next one, and I have to be better. That's all I can say to this. Period. The, the couple of change ups, and I'm taking positives, and I felt good, and I was strong. I, Really, I like. I okay. I guess it's it's. I it's, I don't. It's, that's what you want to hear from him. I don't really care. I think that that's it, further to my point. No, I mean no. At, at this at at this point, I don't care. Well, we've heard a lot of and, exactly what but, he but said no, after I, the game. That's my point. Is every once in a while, it's just got to be. I'm a professional baseball player. I'm a pitcher. I get paid quite a bit of money to go out there and give my cha- my team a chance every five days. Consistently, but, I have not been doing that as a Blue Jay. So I what? need to be better. So the cha- what? The two chance. So what? No, well, no, there let is me, a, let, there is a little no, no, bit of no, so no, what. No, 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 no. Let me. I mean, I'll just ask you. So what? It doesn't change things. Like we get so wrapped up about, you know, how a guy is in front of the media. I don't care. Perform. I don't care. It's not good. You think the guys in the guys in the clubhouse aren't? They don't care. They just want to see him perform. Like, I, what do you expect him to say? 
He's going to take the positives the, and move the on. That's okay. The opposite well, of I came what he okay, said last I stunk. I stunk. Oh, that's going to make it a lot better. That's going to make his teammates feel. That's going to make everything better because the pitcher thinks he stunk. Mm. Who cares? Okay. Are we going to criticize Jose, Jose mm. Barrios for stuff? And there's a lot to criticize. Oh, he is in front of the media. I mean, I guess if you're on social media, I, don't, I, don't, I guess, I guess, I guess in, in hockey world, you like everybody to come out and say, well, you know, I just, I wasn't good enough today. And uh, boy, I got to pick it up for the, that's all. It's all eyewash. No, go out and do your job. Go out and do your job. Yeah, I think, the, I think the point is he's not consistently doing that. And occasionally, just occasionally. So sometimes, you, you sometimes, need him to say, so I'm not every, consistently every, doing my job no, and everything's no, better. I, it would be better. I don't know. I don't need to hear that it was a couple of change-ups. We know better. We watched the same game that you just pitched in. We, we know that it wasn't a couple of change-ups. And there's not a ton of positive other than velocity, maybe that, that front hip two-seamer that occasionally worked against the lefty. I guess that's okay. But other than that, it's not a couple of change-ups, right? It's that, That's the thing Here's here it. is we, we, we give you credit for all the things that you've tried to do because you're trying to be better to give yourself a, a chance to win a baseball game. You're reading but, uh, but way, a, but occasionally, like, way, you're reading we hear a way too much into what guys say that, post-game. That, that's way that's too much. we hear it a lot. Okay, occasionally, you just need to, you, occasionally, you need to hear no. it all the time. I like what Curtis, jo- Curtis Joseph, when he was, was with the Leafs, had it right. He was a horribly boring interview. Mm. Lovely man. Still a lovely man. God, he was a horrible interview. And his whole point was, I don't want to make people think I don't have the answer. I don't want my teammates to look around and go, guy, he's got no clue. I mean, he doesn't know what's going Just on. Because I, you let me finish. I want, I want, I want, you don't have a clue. I want people to think. You're owning it. I, no, owning it. I want people to think that I got an answer. So that the next time we go out in the field, they're not sitting there saying, man, this is the same guy that five days ago said that he was, li- he was lost and he doesn't. I, we just, how people are in front of the media is completely irrelevant. It only matters to the, to the, it only matters to people who live in social media, to people who uh, drop in every now and then to watch the Blue Jays are doing. I, I don't care if a guy stands up. Now, don't make excuses. Mm. Don't say that, well, you know, third baseman makes a throw. Well, I got I got a win here. Don't that that's different. But I have no problem with a guy saying I got this. I may not believe it, and in fact, I don't believe it in this case. I, you know, he's yeah. I, I mean, think, he's found some positives to I take. Think, I think he said he had positives. Which well, that's good. Well, so well, what? What do you, you want him to? Uh, so I, you just heard what I said. I wanted to hear from him just one time, not all the time, because you're oh. you're 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 beating that to death when you do. Your teammates aren't buying it, right? It's when you stand up in front of your teammates and apologize for having a bad start. It's, uh, every once in a while, they get tired of hearing it. They just want you to go out and perform at the highest yeah. level. So That's then, don't the talk to the media. Well, I, I'm not saying don't talk. Well, to what them. do you want him to do? Ken, what, what do you want him to do? What I want you to so you do. Want, want him to do occasionally, you, not all the time. You want him after every don't start. Don't tell me it's positive. Like you, you want don't him after every couple of changes. First of all, do, do you want him after every start to come out and say in which he sucked well, that I sucked? Let's hope not. It's, I sucked. Let's hope I sucked. That wasn't any start. good. I mean, let's, let's hope you're reading. What, you're reading way too much into how into how a how a guy handles himself in front of the media. I mean, come on. Most of these guys don't put any thought into it anyhow. It's a, it's it's 10 minutes after a game. I think game. you put a little bit more thought into it when, you, when you're when you not real good at your job. I don't know. Which is sort of what he is right now. I think we, we anyhow, we got off we, we got off the beaten path. I don't care how Jose Barrios is in front of the media. I care how he is when he's standing on the mound. Mm. And what concerns me is, I mean, what's next? Do you move the guy to second base and have him throw left-handed? 
I mean, seriously, he, he, you moved him all over the rubber. You know, the list of things he was doing this spring, the checklist. I mean, it read like, it's like when you, it's like taking your car in to get a spring tune up with, with him. You know, you got to make sure this is good. This is good. Change this, change this, fix that, fix that, put a new one of these in. Here we go. Here's the bill. I mean, that's what it's like. It looks like a freaking laundry list of changes for the guy. And then I watched the game yesterday and he's now he's in the middle of the rubber. I, I, everybody says it's a game of freaking adjustments, but holy hell, this guy is this guy's putting. It may be a game of adjustments, but right now Jose Barrios is, you know, he's really he's really testing that. Ten ten balls hit over hundred miles an hour, and with all due respect to the Royals, I understand they had six lefties in there, and they have some okay players. They're not that good. No, they're not a good team. Absolutely not. They're not a good team. Mm. This is not a good team to give up. 10 hits at 100 miles an hour. They had four runs in three games coming into yesterday. Exactly. They're they're not a good team. No, they they are. Yeah, yeah, the the lefty thing's an issue. Again, again, I know we just argued about it. He he seems to think it's the changeup. It's the movement on the changeup. It's the arm speed. You know, you talk to John Snyder. He was buying in. I I listened to him before the game on Blue Jays Central. How many changeups did he throw throw yesterday? I don't know. He's talking about the – there was a couple of changeups that were bad against lefties that had the same plane as the bat path. I'm assuming that's what it is. got four swings. Didn't have any any sink to it. For me, it's the the when you throw it down the middle, how many times – when's the last time you saw him get away with a mistake he, well, he does not how about that no he does that, not. that's the thing you got to ask yourself how do you fix that you know he's a human being he's not perfect i mean i know he's trying to be perfect because he thinks he has to be but you're not going to be why why is it he he can't get away with anything that's the question even against the royals if you're left i got it i'm left-handed i'd have a good chance to hit the ball hard against him and that's he, the thing you got to ask yourself if you're pete walker is the velocity was good Right, the front hip sinker, it was okay until you until you miss a little bit. It moves too much, and it's down the middle, and that's good hitting for anybody. I, that's the thing is, how do you fix that? How do you know? How do you get? How do you get more bite on the breaking ball? How, it's it's a slurve. A slurve's better, easier to hit than a breaking ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, how, how do you get better with fastball command? Forget about the four seamer. It is the four seamer, but it's the two seamer. It's not a sinker. Mm-hmm. Sinkers move like eleven to four. It ain't doing that. It's the side-to-side thing. That's a two-seamer. That's good hitting if you don't locate it. How do you get better at that? That's what you're talking about with that. Like, he's made all the, the mechanical adjustments. Give him credit. He's bought into it. It ain't working before. I got to fix it. Now, <laughs> the velocity was there. That's something you can hang your hat on, right? It wasn't 91, 92. I mean, it was up there. It was good enough for that. It's just the location of everything. It's the break on the secondary pitches. It's the changeup that's a BP hater to bad hitters. It's the when you miss, you get hammered. There's no room for error. How do you fix that, Jeff? That's because if I'm a if I'm a manager, no I, I don't I don't I don't worry about my lineup. If I have a lefty, I don't care if he's a good hitter or not. I'm throwing him in there. He got a good chance of hitting something hard. Because sooner or later, if he doesn't chase the borderline one, you're getting one down the middle. So that's the thing is right. It's it's a and I think that's for me anyway. From what I've seen, and I'm sure Petey and. John Snyder and everybody else that's in the organization, and I'm sure Jose Barrios is the same way, is very frustrated about that part of it. How do you eight, fix the quality of the stuff? It ain't eight, the stuff. Eight it's runs the allowed. quality of it. Eight runs allowed. Tied his high from last year. He had nine hits, struck out seven. And this is the other frustrating thing about Jose Barrios is he had a couple of one, two, three innings pushed in here as well, which is just... The two bad innings. 
but when they're bad, oh, they're, they're, they're awful. They're god awful. It's like he's like god awful. He shake like the changeup that I think that might have been the first inning where he gave up the couple hits that he thought he shouldn't have gave up. Yeah. And then it's just like you can see him shaking his head and he's running off the mound because he's got a backup base. His lefties for six for seventeen with five RBIs. Mel- he only I, had three punch outs and a walk. I believe against them. That's I believe Melendez and Isbell both singled off or Melendez doubled off a change. I believe Isbell's singled off. It's the side to side one, right? It's the change of speed. It's yeah. not doing a ton. It's the uh, looks more like a BP hater. It's not competitive. It's Nine five, the final score. The Kansas City Royals beating the uh, Blue Jays yesterday. Um, Jays and Royals will continue their four game series tonight. Seven forty first pitch on radio, TV, and streaming. Biggest Chris start of the year. Bubich for the Royals against Yusei Kikuchi. Jeff, I, I got to be honest with you. Brady Singer for the Royals. I had no idea he was good. Well. 7-0, and he's got a 168 ERA in his really, last 10 start, starts at Kauffman Stadium. We, we poke fun at Kansas that, City. He's a really good pitcher. Like, he's really good. The like movement he was a guy he has, was highly touted. He was a, he, high, he was a high draft pick. I like the, of, move, the movement he has. I mean, he basically eliminates the right-handed hitter with the movement and that slider. He's a two-pitch guy. It's real simple, right? The deception in his windup, how quick it is, how he gets it out front. I mean, it's a short stab. It's getting to it. The ball gets on you in a hurry. It has late movement to it. And then that slider's tunneling, has the yeah, late you know movement what? to it. His misses are great. I mean, that's if you're, if you're a Kansas City fan, I mean, that dude's something to hang your hat on. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I uh, I also think watching him last night, we've seen him pitch a little bit, but watching him last night, he struck me as, we, we've heard that there are pitchers who are going to be even more effective with the pitch clock. He struck well me as being well a guy who's yeah, going yeah, to be yeah. even more effective. It adds a different element, too. It, what, it adds what, a different element. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, you know, Buck made a point during the telecast mm-hmm. that I thought was really good because I'm watching him pitch. And Buck's point was it's almost like, this gets to your point about deception, it's almost like he's throwing the ball up. It is. It's almost like he's throwing the ball Looks, up. It's almost like he's pushing with his elbow. He's that, not leading with his with his wrist or his hand. For righty hitter, that's got to be an uncomfortable at bat. Yeah, it is. Even lefty, right? He's throwing the back foot slider to a lefty, which is a no-no because of the natural uppercut. For whatever reason, that late tunneling, it gets on you in a hurry. It's... He's a, he's a he's a handful, and again, they needed better at bats. They they needed to mm-hmm. sh- strike when they had to strike. Left a couple of times with the bases loaded, and the quality of the at bats weren't real good. So, you know, it's it's not only Jose Barrios, but I will say lineups. I, I've been on teams before who are always trying to play catch up. The at bats are different. Like you just don't know how to have a good at bat. Like well, no how one... do I go up when we're always losing with this dude on the mound? What what's a good at bat? Yeah. Like, what's a competitive at bat? Do I swing at the first pitch? Do I take pitches? Do I take strikes? Am I, what, what's my ultimate goal here? So, yeah, I think you saw a little bit of that with the Blue Jays. They were a little in between with just what do we do? Like, how do I go about it? And it's, it's, I, it's a frustrating watch, and I'm sure it's very frustrating for the guys on the team, and, and especially the manager. You can hear it in his voice about how they, you know, always playing catch-up. How do you do it, right? It's my the good news out of last night's game. Oh, there's there's two good news items. They the hit a home run finally. They hit a home run. Bo Bichette let off the ninth inning of the home run. run. Yeah. Preventing the Jays from going for the first four games of the year without a home run, which is, hasn't happened before. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays. Bo Bichette was two for five with a home run. Continued to have some pretty... He looks really good at the plate. Uh, Matt Chapman, two for three, a couple of doubles, run scored. Who the hell needs spring training? 
Yeah, it's, it's almost getting to the point where you may have to think about moving him up in the order, which, you know, I don't say protection, but I'm saying playing for the big inning. Why why, yeah. why wouldn't you play the hot hand, Jeff? Why was he hitting seventh? Well, I think yeah. lefty-righty, lefty-righty, I get it, and you want that uh, that sort of because of Brady Singer's right-handed and the slider, and you want a couple of lefties up there, but the dude's hot. like And, and you know, the way Brandon Belt looks, I mean, you brought up the point of him missing 91 center cut. I mean, that's for a big league hitter who's been two around game, a long time. Two games now, he's missed, get it down he's missed and get 91. Singing, and he just ain't doing it. So, yeah. you maybe have to play the hot hand. So, yeah, I don't want to say there's panic because that would be a little bit of a panic move. See, what if, would it, though? I, I mean, see, to, to mm. me, it, it's, in keeping with, it's in keeping with how John Schneider manages. John Schneider said, you'd love to have an everyday lineup out there. But realistically, he's told us that there's going to be a lot of movement in the bottom of the, of the order. Now, I don't think he necessarily thought that would translate into movement at, at the top of the order. But, um, and, and I have no problem, I have no problem leaving Dalton Varsho in the cleanup spot. I, I, I don't. I like, I like the at-bats I'm seeing from him. I've got a sense that something's going to happen. When he's there, but I am with you with Matt Chapman. At some point, you may want to you may want to move him up. Now, I'm not. I want to ask you this because a lot has been made of Matt Chapman, and, and guys say this every year. I'm going to use the whole field. I want to, you know, I don't want to be just strictly a pull guy. Yada yada. It appears as if he is actually doing that. But my question to you is, where's the balance? Because I also want Matt Chapman to hit up. I want it to get the head up. Yeah, I want order. him hitting bombs. I think you know what I want. Do you him? think it's I, good for him to do this early I, and then? I, I do. I, I okay. do. I do. I think it's he's getting confident right okay. with the lower half, the the toe taps, allowing him to have good direction, keeping the front side in. His front side stays in. Everything tends to follow. Right, the hip rotation, the barrel, the back elbow. Right, he's one of those guys too that wants to mm-hmm. lead with the back elbow. Everything will stay in line with his positive move, which is towards his target, and the barrel. The ball would just jump off. It's going where it goes, right? Because of his lower half right. is in, is in tune and it's athletic and it's balanced. And I think I saw him do it with two strikes. You know, that's the the Kirky little, not knowing how many outs there is. No, I mean, that, there's, there's that. no excuse for that. Yeah, let's get that out of the way because I I do. We're we're gonna have Ryan Dempster and Jeff Montgomery join us. We're gonna have a lot of pitching talk ahead. Chapman's hot, and I'd move him up. That's and, my point. And as always, that? the uh, the back leg line is <laughs> open four one six four one three three nine five nine. But we have to talk about. Uh, second inning, the base running by Alejandro Kirk, completely not realizing there's two outs. Matt Chapman, you you got to understand the situation. There's two outs, and I got a guy at the plate who's hot, hot, feeling it, and hitting balls hard the other way. The other way, exactly. Turn around, look at the right fielder, and notice that he's in a little exactly. bit, right? So two outs. It was. I, I will say strikes. this. Other than Brandon Belt, I'd be willing to bet every. Every player in this team scores on that hit from first base. Yeah, for me, it's not. Do you think a, that's? Do you think, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to go that way. I, because Kirky seen, did make seen, it to third, but we, barely. We've seen we've seen well, Kirky run around the bases. That's not the point. That is the, the point. The, though, no, it's of. not. The point is, I want to make. I want to put pressure on my third base coach to stop me. And the only way I do that is to know the situation before it actually happens. Two strikes, two outs. The dude for me on the mound is not having a good day. Every run is going to matter here. I need to get the bet, and I am the, probably the slowest dude on earth. 
when it comes to a baseball player. I need to get the best jump I can possibly get. Not knowing the outs, turning your entire body to look where the play's going before you actually make a positive move to second base. That's, there is no excuse for it. Zero. It's not attention. It's, a, it's, it's not attention leagues. to detail. It is absolutely <laughs> not. So that that for me. Look, I, it's a bad look. It's a, it's yeah, a bad yeah. look, especially in a game where, no where, where it's a sloppy game and your team is kind of you know exactly who you have playing dead ass baseball. Yeah, you have trouble scoring runs right now. You have a guy at the plate who is hitting the ball extremely hard, who is feeling frisky. The your job as a base runner is to look over at Mark Budzinski and go, hey, how many outs is there? He he's the smartest guy on planet Earth. I talk to him all the time. He's my friend. He will tell you there's two outs, there's two strikes. Go. Yeah. That that's the whole thing. When the ball's put in play, go. So th- that for me, I mean, that's the first day. I don't know about you, but that's the first time I've thrown something in my TV, and I have a big TV. I didn't throw anything. I just got break it. I want to break my TV, but that's very. It's frustrating to watch that. Again, I'm not going to go the route of it. Will he score? I have no idea. Like he's slow, uh, but I want to put my the, so much pressure on my third base coach that he has to make a decision. That's what I want. And he did none of that because of how he started the play. Mm. There's no excuse for it. None. You can't walk up to me and make an excuse for it. Don't. Don't do it again. Like, that's the thing, right? This is what they're trying to do. You know, we talk about them winning 100 games and winning the American League East. That's how you do it. There's some good teams in the American. You noticed? Yankees are pretty good. The Rays, the Rays are pretty good. The Orioles don't know any better. You watch them play. They're having fun and running all over the place, right? Now, all of a sudden, they, they threw a shutout last night. What if that starts to happen? You know, the Red Sox are scoring a bunch of runs. You're going to have to do the little things, and that includes Kirk. Did you miss the home run jacket? He looked awkward. I understand what the score was. It just looked like nobody knew what to do. Well, they hadn't been there well, for a while. Like, they were like, uh, is it okay if I high-five you? Where's the sun- I, I guess. Where's, I mean, the sun- I, where's the sunflower seed bag? Yeah, you know, it, 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 it was, it's too early it, it for was that? funny who hit the first home run. And how it actually looked. Yeah. The one person that didn't hated the jacket. It's funny how that works out. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't pay any attention to that. I just thought, you know. It's funny. I, it is because, you you know, you're getting your, your tail whipped. And, you know, run. And it's just like, are we okay? Is it okay to high five you? Like the manager didn't even know if he was supposed to lean over. And, I, you know, it's, I guess. If that's what they want. Let them. Whatever makes them happy. So what you're saying is you're criticizing the Jays for not having the home run jacket. Absolutely not. I'm that's, just kidding. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. The Red Sox have gotten inflated, inflatable barbells. They don't seem to care. No, they don't. It's funny, hey? I don't, no. think, I don't think their fans are up in arms either because they're not being professional enough or mature enough. Yeah, we're not going to beat this to death, but it is funny. I when, really when, like It's funny yeah. when you say it out loud. I much prefer immature baseball with home runs being hit compared uh, to mature me, baseball. Me with, too. I'd, I'd love to see that jacket 200 anyhow. times. But that's probably we just go there. We did. We're just doing that to poke fun. To mess around with you. We are. Right now. To lighten that's the mood all, a little. To lighten the mood. We really don't care about the home run jacket run one not way whatsoever. or another. One way or another. Um, so we talked about this in Blue Jays talk last night, and we'll be back again tonight following the uh, Kikuchi start. Huh? Biggest start of the year, period. The first annual, or the, the, yeah, the first, yeah, must, yeah, first must win, must win game. How, why, why does it feel like must win? I told you. Does it not feel that way? Yes or no? Five no. games in? No. So no. if they lose tonight. No. no. I told you. And you see Zach in, Pop throwing I in the told third you, inning. I told you going into this road trip. 
Five and five, man. That's yeah. five and five, six and four at the best. You're growing seven, three, eight, and two. Would you be disappointed? Five and five. Okay. Now, your hope is that when the Rays come into town, they're not eight and a half games up on you, but... It's a possibility. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. We talked about this in Blue Jays talk last night. I'm not a big fan of, of uh, rewriting history. I'm a believer that if you have a forum and you make a comment on something and you say something's good, you like the signing, you like the trade, you stick with it. But it doesn't mean that you can't realize at some point that you were an idiot. And I'm getting that close with Jose Barrios right now. But I did want to ask this question. Horrible hindsight. But it's Sports Talk Radio. That's, that's what we do better than anything else. Did Jays jump the gun on giving Barrios that big extension? Yeah, I don't think so. Not for me, they didn't. Okay. Now the, it, it, See, I thought it, it made sense at the time. Seven 130 looks bad He's got the opt-out because after. Of the, because he ain't using that. <laughs> because he ain't, he ain't using that. For a while. We don't even, while we don't even say that. <laughs> using that. Uh, it looks bad now because of the way he's pitched. But you, you had to figure with what they had coming up in the minor leagues, they, they needed predictability. Yes. And, and with what he had done in the past – even though it would have been with the Twinkies. It was pretty. In that division. Healthy guy they, making they every were, start. They were, they were thinking 200 innings. Yeah. He's going to give us basically a lot most of the time, a four-something ERA. He's going to give this team a chance to win most of the time. Yeah. 130 is not a ton of money. We'll give it to him. Yeah. Predictability. And now all of a sudden it looks like this, so I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. That bandwagon. You're not. With you. You're not ready to. No, uh, not. You're not ready to give it. No, give no. him the Patrick Corbin. No. no. Oh my gosh. No. Thing. No, not not yet. But this is, again, Patrick Corbin is not on a team that's expected to win a World Series. That's the difference, right? Well, it, that's yeah. the difference. I I mean, I, I, I guess the way I look at it is because we had our uh, caller last night bring up a great point, bring up a great point about yeah. uh, it was uh, Shlomo who brought up a great point about um Ross Atkins and and his judgment in pitching. And, you know, it's not just Ross Atkins. It's a cast of bazillions involved in the pitching. But, you know, he threw out the Marcus Stroman deal. There, there was so much behind that Marcus Stroman deal. Marcus Stroman was gone. He was gone. Yeah. And you know what? The rest of Major League Baseball knew he was getting Absolutely. out of there. I, the, the, I mean, they just did. Mm-hmm. So was the return from Marcus Stroman not that good? Yeah, obviously. Although Simeon Woods Richardson did help you. It, get Jose Barrios. I mean, you know, I know, but, uh, that you're giving me that look, but the point is, if you look at the pitching decisions, this organization has made, they've done an, they've done an okay job and people need to remember this. Cause it's not just the, the, the pitchers they brought in right now. They did a real good job with Robbie Ray and Taiwan Walker. Yeah. The, the playoffs didn't work out, but you know what? They got him to the playoffs. Robbie Ray won a Cy Young award well here. Yeah. Right, that's pretty good acquisition. You know the the moves that Ross Atkins made a couple of years ago with Trevor Richards, Adam Simber. Okay, those are low profile moves. I get that, but they were absolutely necessary. They've been for solid. that bullpen. They've been solid. Absolutely. They're not they, they've, not great, but they've been solid. They'll ex- help you get to the playoffs. Exactly, and and Adam Simber. God Adam Simber's been more in sell. God bless that guy because he pitches every day. He does, and the, and and the manager with eighty four, and the manager's got <laughs> how about that? Well, he's got he's got big stones, oh, and the manager has a lot of confidence. He does. In. So it's not like everything, every decision Ross Atkins has made around pitching has backfired. But people are going to look at, and even Hyunjin Ryu. 
that signing at the time makes perfect sense. You got to dip your toes in the free agent water with Scott Boris. You did. Who knows what the future payoff got is going to be. the ball rolling. That contract isn't going to hamstring you. Not not the way ownership is is spending money right now. He was so, good when he's healthy. So people are looking at the Kikuchi deal. Oh. They're looking at the Brios deal. Yep. They're probably about two more Bassett. starts away from looking at the Bassett deal. I'm not there yet. I ain't either. I'm not there yet, but, you know, people react that way. What concerns me a little more is what we've seen with Nate Pearson and how that that went south. I, yeah, and, and see, I'm, that's more Nate Pearson. Well, I, 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 ten, I tend to agree with you, but, you know, you're paying a lot of money to people. You've got a lot of people working who are supposed to figure that stuff out. With uh, a yeah, prospect I mean, like you're, you're giving them too much credit. And then I'm also, and, and on the good side, hey, Alec Manoa. They brought I'm Alec Manoa up. So I, I guess what I'm saying is if you look at the moves Ross Atkins has made in terms of his starting pitching, the ledger isn't as bad as you think it is. But it looks as if in a couple of instances, the swings and misses were pretty pronounced. Let's see what you say Kikuchi gives you tonight. And again, you say Kikuchi's not breaking the bank. It's not like you're paying him $40 million and he's gone south. Five innings. So let's see what he gives you tonight. Two runs. The Barrios thing, yeah, but Gossman was a good signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just saying that it's a little maybe, early maybe to start doing a deep dive into. Maybe that's why they're being a little careful returns. with Ricky Tiedemann, too. Well, it could be. Be a little careful with that. It could be. Don't want to mess that up, right? You want to make sure yeah. he is raring and ready to go. And Yeah, and, you know, and you can get into you can deeper. I mean, what happened with Aaron Sanchez and all. I mean, every organization's got bad pitching stories and good pitching yeah, stories. Blisters. The idea, I think, is you want to be able to have as many homegrown players as you can, and I'm a big believer that you go out in the free agent market. That's where you add your starting pitchers. Give me guys who've already had their Tommy John surgery, who've already ridden you know, uh, uh, ridden the learning curve. Get me guys who are a bit more of the finished product. That's kind of what. That's kind of what the Be Jays nice are doing. Got a good lineup. Go out and score fifteen. And, and, how about, how about you know, and then we can that? have a whole different argument about velo and all and all that stuff. And are they too reliant and spin and, and all that? We can have that argument at some point down the road. But uh, anyhow, just wanted to throw that out there because I know last night there was, and I got thinking after the caller. It's like anything else. You hang up with the caller in a post game show, then you start thinking, okay, yeah. Ross made this deal, made this deal, made this signing. Jesus, that trade looks good. That trade looks awful. That trade looks good. That trade looks... The end of the day, it's not been horrible, is what I would say. Although right now, it looks like the Barrios thing is just is Ooh, is, is hanging, over, hanging over everything. He has a couple uh, more bad starts. You keep running him out there, yes? Ryan Dempster is co-host of Intentional Talk. Of course you do. He's co-host of Intentional Talk and MLB Network. He's an analyst with Marquee Sports. He's a pitcher. I'm going to ask him about how much change is too much change and how long a pitcher should stick with stuff and all that good stuff. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 316, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 740 will be the first pitch tonight as the Jays take on the uh, Kansas City Royals. How long was the game last night? I don't even know. It wasn't that long. It was. More than three hours? No. We're off air at 11 Blue o'clock. Jays talk at 11 o'clock. We were on 30 minutes. You do the math. 7.40 to 10.30. 
I don't know what that math that was is. Like two hours. Three hours. Well, whatever. Anyhow, I don't know what that math is. It was like three hours. There you go. That's about as bad got, as me getting you, stuck in the elevator. You got a dude, I didn't tell you that. No, you, you got a dude from Virginia Tech and a dude from the University of Manitoba arguing what math here. Wrong? What could go wrong? And I got uh, stuck in the elevator and had to push the help button. Did you? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I kept pushing it, putting my card. You know, you got to put the card, push the button, and it wouldn't work. See, sometimes. I'm pushing help. Sometimes when I'm half asleep, I, you know, the elevators here are pre programmed. Uh, so you push. You push for the second floor, and it tells you which elevator to go to. Sometimes I'm half asleep. I push the button when I get in there, and it's the same thing. It's the emergency one. Did you push, and, did you push uh, help? Because I had to. I did. No, nice I just tell them. I, I was like, sir, can I help you? And I'm Anyhow, uh, so there's a podcast called Baseball Isn't Boring, hosted by our very good friend Rob Bradford, and the podcast is seldom boring. And the most recent one is certainly not boring, and uh, it was Alex Verdugo talking about uh, respect and players showing up, other players, et cetera, et cetera. Now, lo and behold, it just happens to be the topic of discussion today when our friend Alec Manoa is on MLB Network doing his first stint as a weekly correspondent. This is Alec Verdugo being asked about respect in baseball. And the first name that comes to mind is Alec Manoa. Lance, can you play the clip from like, Alex I'll say Verdugo? right now, I think Alec Manoa goes about it the wrong way. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah. 100%. I think he does. You can find videos, footage of him in the AAA, of AAA going like this to uh, hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, last year, telling uh, Frenchie and Bobby, like, like uh, go sit and like that. And it's just like, and looking right at him. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like that, like that just pisses me off and like I said it's not it's not it's not the way it should be played it should be played like you're celebrating it with your team you're not you're not disrespecting another player who's you know at the end of the day just we're just trying to compete man that's right. it yeah so uh yes. we'll put down Alex Verdugo is undecided oh, oh. about Alec Manoa's uh on field demeanor let's bring in Ryan Dempster coast of intentional talk in the MLB <laughs> network Mr. Dempster how you doing I'm I'm great, guys. Good morning. Uh, what do you make of that? I knew it was coming. I mean, the hitters want to bat flip everything, and they want to do all these things. They want to walk because the guy brushes them up and inside and make it personal, by the way. They look out at the mound, or they do things when they cross home plate. And I have been saying for years, and they're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Just if a pitcher does it, let the pitcher do it, too. He can do it if he feels like it. Yeah, right. The minute that happens, all the focus is on the pitcher. He's on the mound all by himself. So the minute he does anything, we're going to be like, guys yell from the dugout. Oh, really? Oh, really? Like, it's okay if you do it. It's okay if the hitters do it. But the minute a pitcher wants to show some emotion, I've said this, just understand when you have those big moments and you have those kind of things that also we have moments out there. We have emotions, but we're not allowed to show them unless what? They're happy unless they go in the dugout mm -hmm. and behind the doors, I smile and that I can, can I high five? Can I be happy behind doors? Is that okay? So, yeah, I knew it was coming. I mean, that's just, it's inevitable. You, you want things one way, but um, when it happens to be a shoe on the other foot, um, it really does bother people. And you can see why pitchers might hit somebody every once in a while or brush somebody back. But, hey, you know, good for the rivalry, right? Good for the sport. Oh, hell yeah. We need a little more of that. Uh, I, the reason I, I brought it up, first of all, the clip is good. And anytime I get a chance to play a clipper, there's four bleeps in it. I'm going to play it. Um, but beyond that, you know, one of the things that I've been wondering about with the pitch clock in particular, Ryan, is, and, and actually to his credit, Alec Manoa talked about this. You know, he said one of the, 
one of the changes I know I have to make is I can't walk around the mound and rub the baseball up anymore and gather my thoughts and, you know, stand at the back of the mound and slowly go up there and start pitching again. And I'm just wondering if you've noticed as a former pitcher, you know, never mind using pitch calm and the pitch clock and the impact it's having on pitches, et cetera, but just the demeanor of pitchers on the mound. Have you noticed guys kind of getting caught in between because it's it's impacting what their regular, what their normal thing is, right? Because every pitcher's got a thing. It's part of being an athlete. You got a thing the way you present yourself. Have you noticed any, any, any anybody making a major difference or making a major change as a result of this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look at what's happening to the kid in Cleveland, Karen Check. Like, this is affecting his routine in between, mm-hmm. and he's struggling. He's struggling with pitch clock violations during spring training, and then even just managing it all during the game. And, you know, this this started probably, I would say, let's just call it 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, where every team has at least one mental skills coach, and all these mental skills coaches are like, take a deep breath. Like, yeah, cool, mm-hmm. in times of trouble, in times of necessity, but, like, we don't have to take – 30 seconds in between every pitch, you know, you get into a rhythm when you're in a rhythm and you're throwing, it's like, it's like, go shoot a free throw. Okay. Yeah. You missed. And then don't shoot another one again for 30 seconds. No, but if you just start firing free throws and you're just going and you get in a rhythm, guess what happens? You start making them all. And it's the same way with pitching. The more you're throwing in a rhythm and a routine, that's like relatively quick. Your arm remembers that and it executes again and executes again and executes again. And then, I think it just, you know, it does throw guys out of rhythm for now, but they'll get used to it. And I think it's just a great thing. I think um, it's great for the pace of baseball. Um, like I said, I've always said this. I go watch baseball for four hours. Go for it. Mm. I just don't like getting up, being able to go to the bathroom, get a beer, get a hot dog, talk to a friend on the concourse and come back and be like, what happened? And somebody <laughs> says nothing. <laughs> you know, like, that's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, what do you take away from the first start of the season? I heard John Snyder, uh, I think it was yesterday, say that they need to get their feet wet, right? They need to go out and do whatever it is they need to do, and the second start will be better. You buy that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, listen, hey, you know, it's a big change, right? You're you're somewhere, uh, Florida or Arizona. Climates are different. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona especially, but the Blue Jays being in Florida, you got that – you know, a little bit thicker air down there, the break, it's a little warmer, your arm feels good. And then all of a sudden you just kind of get out of that element for a second. Um, and then you go into a different place or a different area, a little bit colder that maybe the breaking ball doesn't break as well. Um, you know, for, for a guy like, you know, say like, Mano, you go face the Cardinals and you got Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt who just played in the WBC, they're locked in. You got hitters that are maybe just a little bit more locked in. Um, and you're, and you're just kind of getting yourself together. And, um, sometimes that first start doesn't always go like you want it to. Um, and, and you, you bounce back from that, but it's early. It's, it's hard, right? Cause you mm-hmm. want to get off to that great start. You want to be three and one instead of one and three, but, um, you just got to worry about just continuing to get into that groove and that zone and get it going. Brios made his start last night. It wasn't very good. He's made a ton of damp. He's made so many changes. You just thought you can't even pick them all out. Like there's so many different ones. He doesn't have a windup now. Like it's, he's pitching out a stretch all the time now. Yeah, when can you expect if you're that guy that's made all of those changes for you to go out and have success and not have to think about all the changes you've made? Yeah, that's the tough part, right? Because you know that part. Like you get in that box or you get on that mound, the last thing you want to be doing is thinking about mechanics and yep. how am I, 
Am I moving the right thing here? Is this in the right spot? Am I landing in the right spot? Are my hips popping at the right time? Uh, am I breaking my hands at the right time? If you start thinking all those things, man, you're done. You're done before you even throw the ball. You just got to be worrying about competing. So I think, you know, these are obviously changes that he made during spring training, and he's trying to continue to solidify those things. The worst thing I think you want to see happen is, like, have a bad few starts to start the season, and then now all of a sudden it creeps in your head. Did I do the right thing? Did I make the right changes? Is this for the right reason? And, you know, so hopefully for him it starts to get into a flow and he gets locked in and, and then he's okay with that. But, um, you know, big big mechanical changes, big adjustments in your delivery, um, they can be tricky. I know. I, I started wiggling my glove like, you know, like crazy. And I was worried and, and I literally would do dry runs of my, of my windup in, at home. Not even while I was at the field because I was so, you know, terrified of it not timing-wise being on or something like that. But I wanted it to be as locked in as possible. So it's a work in progress. But at the same time, it's ding-ding. The bell has rang. The games have begun. So you got to be ready to go. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Victor Martinez was with the Blue Jays as a coach this spring. He's there was an, uh, with the organization as an advisor now. And, and it was a conversation with him and Santiago Espinal. And, and Santiago Espinal was talking about this sounds simple, but Victor Martinez was stressing to him, hey, find a process that works for you. Stick with it. And don't go away from it because you're 0 for 6 with with three punch outs. Just stick with the process because it's worked. It's going to work again. It makes sense. It sounds awfully simple. Does it work that way for a pitcher, though, Ryan? Because, you know, batter's got one at bat, uh, Three swings, maybe. He gets to go and sit down and figure out what the hell to do the next time or he can think about it when he's out in the field. But, man, if you're a pitcher, you're out there in an island. And if it ain't going good, you, you know, trust the process is one thing. It's, it's another thing when it's 4 nothing in the first inning and you're looking for your first out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the process is good. And, you know, the, the tough part, you know, especially the younger you are, but in the big leagues, is, you know, people care about outs. You know, mm-hmm. I always said you could throw the ball through your legs, and if you get people out, everybody talk about what a great delivery you have. <laughs> right, and and it it really is. It's about it's about outs, and and so, you know, I think from a pitcher standpoint, you know, mechanically is one thing. You know, sometimes we get caught in patterns. Um, Kev, you know that like pitchers will get caught. It's like oh, every time a runner in scoring position, you throw a breaking ball, or every time, you know, to start off an inning, it's a fastball down and away. Those are the patterns and the process that maybe you can alter, you can change, you know, trusting your approach is good, but like, you know, from a hitter standpoint, like I'll take a guy, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. When he was with us with the Red Sox teams just repeatedly pounded him in when he came in the big leagues, pounded him in, 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 in. And we were talking in the outfield one day and I said, listen, I'm not, I know I'm a pitcher, dude. I'm just trying to help here. Pull a ball over the first base dugout. Yeah. Sit mm-hmm. fastball in sacrifice one at bat so that you get success in all your other at-bats. Because if I know now all of a sudden you're looking in, now you go back to your approach, now there's the line drive and the left-center gap from a left-handed hitter because you set me up. It's a chess game. You're constantly doing these things. I've played against guys. i played against Albert Pujols, the greatest, one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever. It's gonna, I'm going to sit on a slider. I'm beating him on fastballs. And then guess what happens? Like third at-bat, I throw a slider and he ropes a double. He's changing the process just to affect his outcome, um, even though his approach is – right center of the field for me as a pitcher my approach is you know command the fastball but if i'm just going to start pumping heaters and guys will start whacking it all over the field i gotta i gotta do something else maybe those fastballs need to be in on the hands whatever it is so yes the process is great and victor's right you have a process trust that but it's okay to just step outside of the process for a minute 
to confuse who you're competing against and then get back right away into what you're doing. Every time I talk to uh, people about Jose Barrios who say his misses have to be good, you, you noticed, Demp, whenever he misses on the plate, he gets hammered. He rarely, if a guy gets a pitch down the middle, they foul that off. They hammered that thing somewhere. And I want to ask you about misses. I, you know, when I watched you pitch, you're good at that. It's it's If I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss where I want to miss, right? It's with purpose. Do you think a guy that's going through all of these changes, because you're looking at positive, Right, you want to take away something that's positive. Do you think going forward that his misses can be better and on purpose? Yeah, absolutely. I liken it to golf. Yeah, like, listen, man, you you are playing golf, right? And the pin's tucked in the back right. I, I'm not trying to miss the green. I'm trying to hit the green, but my miss is left. Because if I miss right, I short side. Now I'm making double bogey, right? Because I can't get up and down. You've, like, anybody ever seen my golf game, there's probably a chili dip in there. <laughs> so it's the same thing when you take it out to pitching. If I, I'm not putting negative thoughts in my head, but I'm saying, all right, I'm throwing an arm side you know, fastball to a right-handed hitter. My miss is the ball sinking in off the plate for a ball. Two reasons. One, I can't get hurt. There's going to be no damage. And two... I'm going to actually have a little bit of purpose there. I might move the feet just a little bit. I'm going to change the eyesight just a little bit. But when I go to go in and I yank middle of the plate, well, now, even if he takes it, I haven't established what I was trying to do with that pitch. Mm -hmm. And if he hits it, it's in his prime hitting zone. So, yeah, understanding where your misses are and, and really kind of, if you're going glove side down and away with a fastball, really focusing on extension because if I get good extension, I might miss off the plate, but it's going to be a little bit away. If I don't get a good extension, that ball is going to run back over the middle of the plate and boom, the ball gets hit hard with slugs. So yeah, better misses, like finding a place that's comfortable for you that, you know, good misses, maybe a slider isn't a good miss down and away off the plate. Maybe a good slider miss is on top of the plate short because guess what happens? Guys still swing at that. They're so good at recognizing the strike zone nowadays that they don't swing at the one that's way off the plate away unless you're throwing 100 miles an hour. So miss, good misses are very important. Demp, uh, quick question before we let you run. Spoke to a f- scouting friend of mine this spring. It was in Arizona. We were talking about the divisions. He said, you people out east need to pay attention to the AL West. I kind of rolled my eyes and said, what? Wait, pay attention to what, Seattle or Houston? He was saying he thought that that division is going to be a lot tougher than people think it is. Now, it is early days and everything, but I'm wondering what your read is on that division. You know, Oakland, yeah, Oakland's Oakland. They're going to have a hard time. But, man, Texas has got some pitching. Houston is Houston. Seattle, even though Robbie Racer, they're pretty good. And L.A. has got the two best players on the planet. Is that division going to be tougher than we think? Yeah, 100%. I, I, we talked about this yesterday on IT. Um, you, know, you look at Houston's Houston, like you said. They're good. They're missing some guys. They lost Verlander, you know, um, Jose Altuve being hurt, but he'll be back. But they're good, and they're the defending champs, and, and they know it. Um, Seattle got – I my mind, Seattle got better. Um, you know, and you have, like, these little – Oakland, right, the little stinger. You go into Oakland, you think you're just going to go take two of three, and they mm-hmm. always fight a tough game. Even though they're not, but they're, they, they'll surprise you. I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to play you hard every game. Um, and then you look at those other two teams, and for whatever reason, you know, uh, the Angels obviously Otani Trout, but their pitching's better than it's, it's been in the last probably 10 years, top to bottom, mm-hmm. um, even with their bullpen. Um, and they're really good offensively. Texas is, for whatever reason, under everybody's radar. I looked at the, they had the, the DraftKings odd, plus 1,000 to win the division. 
These guys yeah. got Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon last year, and they, they had okay years. They had decent years in a first year there. They're going to be better. Their offense is going to score runs. They go out there and get Jacob DeGrom. You got John Gray. You got pitching. And you go get Bruce Bochy. You guys won three World Series. So, like, there there is a lot to like there, and, and I just think that this division isn't this – Houston Astros run away, no problem. Nope. I, I think the parity in that division is probably um, as good as any division. I'd put it right up there with the AL East. Demp, really good of you to do this as always, man. Thanks so Great much. Stuff, buddy. Thanks. You, you got it, fellas. Be good. Ryan Dempster, co-host of Intentional Talk and MLB Network. He's also an analyst with Marquee Sports. Follow him at Dempster46 on Twitter. He has a good Twitter follow. Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting it's, what he said about well, the misses. That, that's an interesting yeah. thing. The AL West is it, that's intriguing. That's going to be big time. I, I do think for me the one thing with Barrios is you can't miss down the middle. How do you correct that? If you correct that and live on the corners, your stuff. He has stuff. You're, mm-hmm. you're not questioning the stuff. Maybe the change up, it, the movement, all the time, the slurve. You turn that into a more of a curveball. Yeah, you can you can get away with those pitches. It's about his misses now. It's intriguing that that conversation and how he corrects it. Well. Uh, We'll continue the conversation about Alec Manoa uh, in the next in the next hour. Jeff Montgomery is going to join us. He is the Royals analyst. Uh, dude had 304 career saves and a three-time All-Star. So we'll get his take on what he saw, uh, what he saw from Jose Barrios. As you were talking, though, I thought of something Pete Walker told us a couple of weeks ago about uh, Jose Barrios. Talk about fastball command. He said we're not talking about balls and strikes with Jose Barrios. We're literally talking about where his fastball goes. In the zone. And Great can point. we get it out of the zone? Absolutely. Just as uh, as an aside. Jeff Montgomery is the Royals pre- and post-game analyst, former closer. See what he saw from Jose Barrios last night. See what he th- expects from the Kansas City Royals this year. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good Lord, what was that? Luckily, I don't think anybody heard it. I mean, it's nothing bad. It was just that all of a sudden I got some music playing out of my iPhone. Vibrate, buddy. That little button on the side there. Click. I don't know. Right there. Got too many Snapgrams and Instachats or whatever the hell it is. You're a man of the people, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know about that. 740 is the first pitch tonight. Uh, as uh, Biggest game of the year. Biggest game of the year for the Blue Jays. Got to stop this. This one and threeness. Ooh. You say Kikuchi against Chris Bubich. Yeah. Uh, 7.40 first pitch on radio, TV, and streaming. As I mentioned, Mr. Barker and myself will be doing Blue Jays talk following the game all week long. Mm. Be more Kansas City Royals talk than you can shake a a stick at. The Royals winning the first game of the four-game series last night, 9-5. Jeff Montgomery is a Royals pre- and post-game analyst. He's, of course, a former Major League closer, three-time All-Star. We're very pleased that he joins us on Blair and Barker. Jeff, thanks so much for joining Kevin, myself. Um, so Kevin and I were, were texting each other during the game last night, and I, I would be lying if I said I've seen all of Brady Singer's career starts. I, I haven't seen all of Brady Singer's career starts. But I said to Barker yesterday, I'm watching this guy pitch. And, of course, he got five innings, two hits, one earned run, 
three walks, three strikeouts mm-hmm. yesterday. I'm watching his stuff, and I'm wondering, Jeff, if he isn't going to be one of those pitchers that is really going to benefit from the pitch clock because it just seems to play into, into what he does. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I don't know that he's changed one bit. He's always been a fast worker. Uh, he's a guy that has a very you know quick uh, delivery. He doesn't have a lot of moving parts. But he's always been one of those guys who just gets the ball and throws the ball. So I honestly think the uh, pitch clock is going to help a lot of pitchers, especially young pitchers, mm-hmm. that oftentimes I think they try to overthink things. And as a result, I think oftentimes they get themselves in trouble, uh, you know, trying to do things maybe they're not capable of doing. And so much with the analytics in the game today, and uh, I think oftentimes pitchers, uh, and again, especially young pitchers, try to pitch to hitters' weaknesses instead of being themselves and, you know, trying to do what they're capable of doing. Jeff, is there anybody other than Bobby Witt Jr. in the Kansas City lineup that would stand out to you? People that don't watch Kansas City every day, is there a name that we should pay attention to? Well, a couple of names I'll mention. One's our first baseman, Benny Pasquantino. Uh, another is MJ Melendez, who caught last night. Uh, he'll play outfield the majority of the time as our uh, veteran catcher, Salvador Perez, will get the majority of the time behind the plate. But uh, really, it's a young team that's kind of starting to hit the stride a little bit as far as their experience and what you should start to expect from them. Uh, as kind of, as you know, it takes a while to kind of get – that indoctrination period over to where you're uh, kind of a known commodity uh, with regards to the expectations uh, from yourself and what the organization and baseball can expect from you. So I think uh, those are a couple names I'll throw out there that uh, probably are going to be guys are going to be on the line in the lineup on the, you know, on the roster for a long period of time. Now I understand this isn't all on Bobby Witt. Uh, junior, a lot of it will depend on how good the team is and, and sort of how many games are, you know, the game situations and all that. But Jeff, I, I, I think of him and the bases with the bigger bases, the new rules involving disengagement. And I mean, what's the ceiling for this dude in, in terms of stolen bases? Cause there are a lot of people who think he's just going to run wild this year. And I'm just wondering if you see the same thing. Yeah, and he's a guy that's really kind of under the radar. If you just watch him run, you would never expect him to have the type of elite speed that he possesses. But he's just a really smooth runner. Uh, he's very athletic, and he loves to, to swipe bags. I mean, just frankly, that's his deal. He loves getting out there. So he's got a chance to be, uh, I'm going to say, in the top five in baseball with regards to his uh, stolen base totals on a, on a consistent basis. Uh, he's young. He's uh, obviously very healthy. Um, he he's he's a son of a former major league pitcher, so he's got that baseball in his blood. Now he never uh, was one of those kids who grew up in a major league clubhouse because his father uh, was finished with baseball when he was one year old. So he's not mm-hmm. like you know Vlad Jr. and some of those guys who grew up in the big league clubhouse. But he still has had that you know exposure uh, and and understands and knows exactly what the game's all about. So uh, I think one thing that's going to benefit Bobby Wood Jr. is the fact that he's going to be playing shortstop on, a, on an everyday basis. He kind of switched back and forth between third and shortstop last year. Uh, at the start of the season, we had Adalberto Mondes, who is now a Red Sox, uh, playing shortstop. He got hurt. He's off the injured. Uh, so now it kind of clears room for Bobby Wood Jr. to play shortstop on an everyday consistent basis. So I think it'll be good for him kind of knowing where he's going to be. His defensive metrics were not great last year, but he made some spectacular plays, plays that you remember – 
guys like Derek Jeter making his, you know, the super special, spectacular plays. So he has that type of defensive ability as well. So, uh, but you know, just playing out there every day, I think he's going to get better and better as a shortstop. Jeff, what do you think the organization has to see for it to be go time for the organization? Well, I think they have to see advancement, especially from some of the young starting pitchers. Uh, you mentioned Brady Singer, who pitched last night. Tonight's pitcher, Chris Bubich. Uh, we got a, a lefty named Daniel Lynch. We had uh, five college pitchers from the 2018 draft and all expected to be uh, contributors to the rotation for a long period of time moving forward. Unfortunately, the only one that's really made that advancement, and that was really primarily during the second half of last year, was Brady Singer. He, to me, has arrived, and now you kind of know what to expect from Brady Singer. Game similar to what we saw from him last night. Now, Chris Bubich has not made those same uh, advancements. Now, you'll see uh, glimpses of brilliance from a, a young pitcher like Chris Bubich, but just not the consistency that you need to see on a uh, every five-day basis to have a guy that's going to go out there and keep you in ball games and give you a chance to win. So I think once those young pitchers kind of start to hit stride, and I think that's when it's going to be more of let's add on to this roster via trades and free agency and, instead of maybe trading guys away and subtracting from the roster, providing opportunities for younger players to step in and see what they're all about. So I think it's just going to be a matter of the youth but I think they're a little more advanced, a little further along than what a lot of people would expect. Uh, and as we know, sometimes it's it's a, almost an overnight um, uh, situation where you finally the guy just it clicks, and then he gets it and he starts moving forward, and he's there to stay for a while. Jeff Montgomery joins us on Blair and Barker. Jeff, you got to see Jose Barrios last night, uh, and uh, you got you got to see basically the Jose Barrios we see a lot, we saw a lot last year. With the Blue Jays, look, people talk about this guy's makeup, uh, his athleticism, you know, his stuff, all all that. Um, and yet, Kevin and I have talked about it a lot this year. Spring training, there's literally like six items that he was changing, mm-hmm. it, it, almost everything. And then he goes into his first start of the year. A small example was pitching from the third base side of the rubber. All of a sudden, he's in the middle of the rubber. As a former pitcher. It's great to sit here and say we're making all these changes in spring training and this feels good and this is coming along. But you have to see results to make it to hang in there as a pitcher, don't you? Like I've always thought that's one thing about pitching. You can talk to hitters about process and that, and that's fine. I have a bat at bat. I go back in the dugout. I look at the iPad. I can't do that if I'm a pitcher. I can be working on a process. If it doesn't work, I'm out there. I'm hung out to dry. I'm leaving my team out there. How hard is it for a guy to carry all those changes over into a, in, into a year when the competition begins? Yeah, I've always uh, been taught this going back earlier in my minor league career. Even you know, don't be a Thomas Edison. Don't be out there trying to invent things during the middle of a baseball game. You have to be able to take what you've worked on into the ball game and let it play out. Now, oftentimes in spring training, we have this grand idea or plan of what we're going to do to try to be a, a better player, better pitcher. For example, uh, Jose Barrios, you know, talking with regards to him. You know, you can't change too many things. Now, you can do it, and you get the results on the bullpen sessions. You get the results in spring training games. But once that bell rings, that's a real true test on on, on what it's all about. And I, I've just seen so many times when uh, – and, in fact, I've tried a few things myself early in my career. I wanted to develop, like, more of a sidearm, the sweeper they're calling it now, that's, that, that sweeping slider. And I was great in spring training with that. I was great in a bullpen session with that. I'd get in a ball game, and I wouldn't finish it. And I, and I think I remember 
about every other time I tried it, I would hit the, the right-handed batter in the back. You know, it's just like I wasn't finishing the pitch. So it's great, uh, but you have to be able to carry it into the game. And if you try too many things, I think it just makes it that much more difficult to, to really refine it. And what I'm seeing from Barrios is a guy that we saw in the uh, American League Central here for a long time with the Minnesota Twins, a guy that had that kind of that explosive fastball, but he had that curveball, that breaking ball that was just so devastating and would miss bats at will. It seems like he's throwing a lot more fastballs now than breaking balls, at least from what I remember mm-hmm. uh, earlier in his career when he was with the Minnesota Twins. Kansas City going to allow their pitchers to call their own game, you think? Uh, I know we have at least two guys who are doing it and, and maybe more. Uh, Zach Grinke does it. Uh, Ryan Yarborough does it. I don't know if they'll allow a young pitcher like a Chris Bubich to do it, but I'm, I, I think they're going to allow the, the more experienced veteran pitchers to do it if they want to. Jeff, we're going to let you run. Thanks yep. for doing this, man. Great stuff. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Okay, guys. Good luck. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. It's Jeff Montgomery, Royals pre- and post-game analyst, former closer. Interesting getting his take on uh, – on, on Jose Brios because of course he would have seen him uh he, he would have seen him up close an awful lot and it is that the Royals are you know you you talked about this and we I mean we consider Dayton Moore to be a bit of a friend of the show um and but I remember you saying a couple of years man they were they they lived off that one world series appearance for Absolutely. a long long time no question and the organization just kind of it was almost like yeah, it, it, there wasn't enough. There's a phrase I like, preventative maintenance, where you kind of fix stuff before it's broken. You try to mm-hmm. anticipate things. I got the sense there wasn't enough of that going on in Kansas City. Um, yeah, it's about how much money you want to spend. It's about your yeah. division. Now they're getting it's about your talent. Like it takes a little while, right? They, it, it, they've got they've got good ownership. The ownership is a little frankly, a little bit hawkish when it comes to labor, mm-hmm. but they've got ownership that's committed to the market. They are apparently getting a new stadium. I didn't realize that. I heard Dan and Buck talking about that's that. Cool. There's, there's I like a, stadium. Oh, I love that. I do too. I, I, always, I always tell people, biggest surprises as a traveling beat writer, biggest surprises of my career were, one, how great Pittsburgh was, and two, how great Kansas City was ungodly yeah. hot and maybe the worst thunderstorms i've ever been yeah. in heads up oh my god <laughs> but yeah. it is a it is a great city it's a great sports city and apparently now they're talking about putting a park downtown which is going to be because that downtown area the commercial plaza or whatever it's yeah, called yeah, yeah. is spectacular it is it'll be fun it's, but they are they yeah. are a team that you know i was looking at their looking at their pitching looking at their mm. looking at their lineup um they're kind of, you know, they, with Kansas City, the important thing for Kansas City is I think they got to figure out a way to sort of marry their window of opportunity with the other teams in that division. Yeah, it's hard to do. And it's hard to it do. It is hard to do. Because of the teams you're competing against. It is. Right? Cleveland, Minnesota. I mean, there, there are teams that really seem to have figured out, teams in smaller markets that have figured out how to sustain excellence. And it's one thing to be catching up to trying to catch yeah. up the team that's spending money in free agency and all. But you look at you look at how smart Cleveland is. You look at how smart Minnesota mm-hmm. is. At Chicago, getting rid of to- Tony LaRusse has got to be worth twenty wins, well, maybe not, but it's got to be worth a lot of wins. To that's the about pitching. It's about pitching. Jeff Jeff said yeah. it right. Jeff said it right. I, it's intriguing. 
know what's intriguing about this? We've asked, I don't know how many, how many different people you think we've asked about Berea's? Oh, God, eight, nine, ten this year? You noticed that there's always a different answer. Oh, we talked about, we, we talked a little bit you about this that? yesterday. Uh, <coughs> pardon me, Ben Davis, who caught Freddie Sinkers. Garcia when he was in Seattle. Ben Davis was making the point earlier this year with us. I don't understand why he isn't just throwing more of the sinker. And, it, and talk- then Jeff came on and said, why is he not throwing more breaking balls? Like, there, I just... We we talked about this last night after the game, and there has to be an upside. How does it get better? And then we just talked to Demp about the misses. Mm-hmm. And for me, the misses are a big deal. Like, he can continue no longer to miss in the middle of the plate. He's getting hammered doing that. Yeah. Uh, that, for me, would be where I would start. If I'm Petey, now Petey's a very smart guy, and he's going to do whatever it takes to figure try and figure that out. But you would think you would start there. Is, is try and get better with your misses. If you miss, and try and miss, I think, bigger. Maybe that would help if you extend. Jeff did mention extension. Everybody we've talked to, Dempster mentioned extension. That We talked about, to Petey about simplifying the windup and going to a abbreviated windup and doing it out of the stretch and getting extension and repeatability and those kind of things. Maybe that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Extension, getting it out there, break it off. Have your misses. If you're going to miss, miss. That for me is, I think, the big deal. But you just notice everybody's got a different answer. And if you're if you're him and you're going away from this thing, like it's it's I, I just I you got four days to figure this thing out. Maybe you just walk away and say, Leave me alone. I'm a grown up. Leave me alone. Like maybe that's the thing. There's just too much. Leave me. I know I have to get extension. I know I want the front hip sinker. I know you want me to move it. I know you want me to use it this many times. Leave me be. Mm-hmm. Let me go out there and figure out. Maybe that's the key. You tried everything else? Try that. Maybe so, they have tried that. So let's bring the, the conversation back to uh, to Alec Manoa. For those of you who aren't aware, uh, Rob Bradford does a podcast. The Baseball isn't boring podcast. Rob Bradford, a uh, regular contributor to the show, WEEI. And the topic was the, the podcast is a discussion with Andrew McCutcheon and Alex Verdugo about, you know, respect the game. And I mean, we know that Alec Manoa's gotten into it with the Yankees and Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Famously, I still love the Garrett Cole thing. Come past the whatever it is, whatever the sign was. Come past the what was the sign in the field when Come out and Cole get was, you some, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, and, and well, Alex Verdugo lit up Alec Manoa. There's only the way to drop a couple of, yeah, he tried. He That's tried. a good, thank you. That's a good way he to put tried. it. Dropped a couple of F-bombs. Um, I'm sure Manoa tweeted about it. Yeah. There are a couple of, uh, of hyphenated words, I think in there as well. Sure. And essentially saying that he didn't, doesn't appreciate the way Alec Manoa is on the mound, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. And that led me to ask Dempster about <clears throat> the pitch clock and how guys, have got to adapt or have got to change because you can't do all that. You can't rub the ball and stare in at the hitter anymore, which Manoa stopped doing, by the way. You mm-hmm. can't do that, but you can't walk off the back of the mound and do the slow saunter and <sighs> gather your thoughts and then step back up I again. did see Zach Pop do the the the, the, the rosin bag behind the, the, the mound. I saw him do that. He took his time a little bit. So yeah. there is time if you get the sign quick enough, I think. I, I, that, thank there you. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For a reliever, it's probably easier. They're making reliever, adjustments. Reliever, it's probably easier. I'm going to probably throw got two one pitches or, two. or three pitches yeah. if you had the four-seamer. Um, but I just wanted to ask you that. Are we going to see? Because I do like a certain amount of that. 
Are, are, we gonna see, are we going to see that? Here, go, that's that a, like, a, I guess what I'm saying is how much of an intimidation factor is a pitch clock? It's not. Okay. You're, you're, you're way overthinking this thing. I've told you this already. They're grownups. This is, they don't think, they're not thinking about this anymore. And the only reason it's a topic of conversation is because we bring it up. They don't care. Like they're, they're, that's the least of their worries now. There will be certain guys that will have to make adjustments just because they, that's, that's all they know, right? And then there's everybody else, and most of everybody else has already figured it out. You notice, you notice that nobody talks trash about somebody that's not any good. Well, so, that if is I, true. so if I'm Alec Manoa, I, I, take, I take that in stride because I'm between your ears. I kind of like that. Like that, that gives me an advantage that if you know that I strike you out in the big mom, I'm going to let you know because I'm pretty good. I think that is, if Alec Manoa can take anything away, don't tweet anything to Verdugo. No, he, don't, because no, he, no. he will. He will you, you say, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 we've I'm seen saying it. he will, but oh, I don't he's gonna. Yeah, he's going to. So don't do that. No. Don't act like you don't care. But, but then if you ever punch him out in a big moment, you don't have to look at him, but you can do a little shimmy shake or do the worm or do whatever it is you think you got to do off the mound, which is kind of cool. So it adds a little different element. Everybody want to tune in, but I, if I'm Alec Manoa, this just this sort of gives me a little smirk, like I'm between your ears, and that's Frankly, half the battle. Given the way that that first start went for Alec Manoa, this is probably the best thing that's happened no. to him in a week. <laughs> I didn't have a good. I wasn't start. gonna say it. I didn't have a good start. No, but I'm, I'm being serious. I, I didn't have a good start. But I got a dude. I haven't even faced him this year. I haven't even faced him in spring training. Yeah. And he's already. I'm already in his head. I'm Absolutely. Already, he's already he's thinking, thinking about, about me. me. He strikes me out. He's going to be paying attention to me. Did you show me up? Right. There's something to it. Right. But I, I guess, you know, I, I get back. The reason I keep getting back to the pitch clock is I'm used to. I'm used to the, the game doesn't start until the pitcher throws the ball. And I'm kind of used to thinking of the pitcher. The pitcher's the guy. He is the guy. He's the focal point. He stands out there. And if I don't want to, I can do this, rub the ball. If I don't want to throw it right now. I wait for a bit here. I'm going to take my time, and and, and I kind there, I kind of like that. I mean, I understand the game had to go to the pitch clock, but I also like sort of the drama that is well, set now, up. Well, now remember the drama that's set up when you got a big dude wait. on the mound, and it's my game, and I own now, this ballpark, and and I'm hoping we don't lose a lot. Now, of that. Rem, now remember the hitter's got seven seconds with nobody on. He he can keep his head down. He could time that out. He could, you know, fish shy it and peek at it and just make sure with eight seconds, both eyes are on the pitcher. And the same thing with 20 seconds. Did you ever think you got some time? Absolutely. No, you no, can no. keep your eyes down. There's did a little cat and mouse with that. When you played, did you ever get up to the mound and go, God, I'm beaten. Absolutely. Just looking out at a guy and go, I, I would never. Show, I got. I, I would never show that. I mean, but you want Jose Barrios to Kurt, show? Kurt, but you, no, Kurt but I'm saying. told me he he. I was beaten on the on deck circle. He yeah. could look over at me and tell that. Yeah. That I had my head down and you know I, my dry swing, swings weren't very good and you know I was more paying attention to who was in the stands than what I was trying to do with my lower half and. You know, I was like, ah, oh, really? I got to go up here and hit against this guy. He's going to carve me up. You know, the 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 words out, my weakness, what it is, and I'm having trouble correcting it. And what do I do? Woe is me. Yeah, absolutely. A, there, there's certain to that. You got to fight through it. Do you ever wonder? You wanna, what, it's it's not. I'll say this: when you're a prospect, it's not hard getting to the big leagues. It's hard staying in the big leagues, and that's the whole thing. Is is there'll be some guys that it's tough staying in the big leagues. And that's yeah. how you separate yourself from everybody else is the adjustments you make. And it's the little thing about the on-deck circle. I never thought about that till I shoot and pull with Curtis. And he's like, do you ever think about how you're standing on the on-deck circle? And, you know, I did some things, flip him off, you know, punched him and yeah. made fun of him. And, and then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're actually right. 
you know, they that a that a bullpen guy would actually look over at me and go, would I rather pitch to that guy paying attention to you know whoever in the fourth fourth row or not paying attention to his swing and you know not getting loose or do I want to face this guy who is locked in? There's something to that. Do you ever ask yourself as you're watching these games how the the pitch clock would have affected you as a player? Uh, not going really. up to the plate. Not really. Like, slow, I don't think you, that's you, a no. I wasn't. I you, was. A, I was a keep a foot and a, a back foot in because okay. my number was big. Yeah, so you couldn't step out. You're not Derek Jeter. I no, time. no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. There was none of that. They, they, the umpire would have slapped my hand if I held it up. <laughs> All right. He would have been like get in the box. Well, Alec Manola <laughs> will start tomorrow against Zach Greinke, oh, which ought boy. to be. I should be. There'll be all, there'll be some sort of spitch. some sort of karma there. Bo Bichette is going to screw himself in the ground trying to hit that thing. Too. I just hope nobody gets hurt. <laughs> I just hope nobody pulls a pulls a lat against Zach Greinke. Uh, you say Kikuchi gets oh. a start tonight against Chris uh, Bubich in a game that uh, Bark has already said is the biggest game of the year for the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, it, and, it uh, feels like it. Wednesday, it really does. as I mentioned, Manoa every time I listen to you Greinke. talk about the Blue Jays, no against Greinke. That that's kind of that's kind of a little yin and yang thing happening there. I kind of look forward well, to that. Well, John Snyder was right. He said, I'll give you one mulligan. That's the first time through the, the, yeah. the rotation. And now it's go time. Uh, we have got tickets to give away for the April 12th game between the Detroit Tigers and the Blue Jays. That is a Wednesday. And we will do that when we come back with our uh, ticket trivia segment. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can tell baseball, I got stuck in an elevator, Jeff. You can tell baseball season's in full swing because... Help! Uh, that was me. All, all, of the, <laughs> all of the stuff that goes on during the break what do I say? What do I say? What do you say when you push help? Help! I just read it. Do you get nervous? Like, are you... A uh, little. No, no, I'm not. You're not claustrophobic? Not, no, not whatsoever. It's just yeah, it's, I it's, get, it's a little eerie. Like, it's a little... What do I do? I wouldn't get nervous in an elevator. I don't, I don't, it's one thing I don't do is claustrophobia. And then all of a sudden, the doors just opened like it was meant to be. And then I'm running out. And then I run upstairs. <laughs> oh, boy. Stay hot, Kevin. Usually, usually the elevators work here. Yeah. Unless I'm in It's me. Bad luck. Uh, we're giving you a chance. Because I pick on Barrios too much. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Oh, I mean, now that I know that all it takes for you to not picking anybody is for him to stand up in front of the media. That is, that's exactly what it is. Stare into the, stare into yeah. the camera and say, I suck. I'm never going to win again. I've let my team down. I hate myself. I get him tomorrow. Jesus. How's that? Every once in a while, you can't say, oh, I gave it the old college try at changeup. Just I mean, let me work realize. <laughs> like every once in a while, I've been, you gotta, you gotta make fun of yourself. There's so many post game. You do realize that, Dudes don't take post-game interviews seriously. I've been in so many. I mean, I, he's, a, he's a good dude. He tries hard. He does. It's performative. He does. He Every does. once in a while, I would think he'd want to have a good one. Like, man, that stuff's coming out hot today. It was going where All I right. wanted it to. It was breaking. Woo! 
<laughs> it's just those change-ups. We're giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long you're, here in Blair you're and Barker, I'm right. Whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast. And again, if you're listening to us on podcast, please leave a five-star review. For Jeff's sake. Direct it to Kevin Barker. It means so much to him. <laughs> it does. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to win. The line to text it to is 59590. Yesterday's question and answer was almost embarrassingly easy. This slugger started his career with the Blue Jays before exploding for 51 home runs in his first season with the Tigers. The answer, of course, was Cecil Fielder. Today's question to win tickets to see the Jays and Tigers at the newly renovated Rogers Center on Wednesday, April 12th, is as follows. Hmm. It's a bit of a tricky one here, maybe. This three-time Cy Young Award winner won his first as a member of the Tigers with a dazzling 21-3 record and 240 strikeouts. Again, this is for tickets to see the Jays and the Tigers at the Rogers Center April 12th. Don't give it away. This three-time Cy Young Award winner. Jesus. Won his first as a member of the Tigers with a dazzling 21-3 record and 240 strikeouts. Text the answer to 590-590 for your shot to win. See rules at sportsnet.ca. Does he still slash play? 590. Uh, just stop it. Just stop it. The back leg line. 416-413-3959. See, here's the thing. Not only can you use it to leave comments or questions for Kevin, but you can use it to vent Uh-oh. as long as you don't use any hyphenated words in your venting. Uh, you can leave it to vent. And what we do every morning, our staff, we, we no, you, you no, don't no. do this. Well, actually, you know, it's <laughs> Not <we>. Mark Boffo <laughs> and Lance. And sometimes Jen gets involved in this. Mostly it's Boffo, though. Go through the back leg line. We filter out all the Blair sucks. I wish he was dead. Go to hell. We filter out all that stuff. Sorry about those calls. Sorry about those calls. We filter out. I was bored. We filter out all. (laughs) Yeah. Lance says, tell your family to stop calling. (laughs) We filter out all of those calls. And then we get to the calls that, uh, well, the calls that matter. For example. Hmm. Our friend Ken in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia called in. He had some questions. Barrios, uh, I think Kirk has to take some of the responsibility. Uh, he never once got up, went out to the mound. He kept calling the same pitches, not working. Uh, so, and if you if you watch the, the entire game, not one pitch that Barrios threw was above the chest. So he never changed the eye level of any of the hitters that he threw. Uh, the last comment I have for Kevin, I think he's absolutely right with respect to Matt Chapman, uh, he should go back in the hole that he, that he hit out of last year. Uh, and as far as the two left-handers, uh, they're still not proven to me. Uh, and you got Varsho in, uh, in the cleanup spot. I think it's too early for him. Ken in New Glasgow, thanks. Ken's all over. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole thing, first of all, you can't go out and talk to the pitcher with the new rules now. You can call timeout. You can right call timeout. You, you, you got five. You can walk out there that many times. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's call timeout to run out there and say, "Hey, do something different." And and I and I presume <laughs> that's, that's I presume point. Alejandro Kirk was calling pitches, was using the pitch com to call pitches yesterday. Yeah. Uh, 
There's a lot going on there. Like there's the, yeah. with Marius. I, look, that would make a little bit of sense, right? If you would occasionally run out there, it's. I'm not sure that's going to help. How like, many, let me ask you this: How many times does Kirky run out to the mountain? Not never. Run out to the mountain? Never. That's not well, what you asked me. Oh, the question. A, no, I, you that asked was me not. the question. I said never. How many times? <laughs> okay. It's a it's a slow glide to the mound, right. which is nice. How many? I was going to say I don't think he goes out to the mound that much, does he? And I'm just no, saying. No, I don't think so. I, 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 Alec I, Manoa, he's not going to have to run out there. It looks like Barrios is, you know, his. he's uh, been around a long time. He yeah. knows what he wants to throw. Yeah. It's just where it ends up is the issue. So, And, again, with <clears throat> but with the pitch clock and that, with, here's the thing. You pitch clock and pitch calm, you shouldn't have to go out and talk to the pitcher. I mean, you really shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think that's Ken's point. Ken's point is, you know, every once in a while you got to run up out. the rhythm. Ah, a little bit. Okay. Right? Just give him a breather. Every I, once look, in a while. Um, now, remember, now remember, Pete Walker's not there either. Maybe you would have seen that from Petey. Yeah, we should uh, we should mention. By the way, we did this in Blue Jays talk. Uh, Pete Walker's not with the team for this series. His father, yeah, yeah. Uh, passed away. So we extend our uh, absolutely our condolences to Pete. Mm. He will be back. We're led to believe for the Anaheim series. In the meantime, Jeff wears the pitching coach and Pat sure. Henkin is in the bullpen. But um, I I just I find a lot of times. That when Alejandro Kirk's working a game, it just looks sloppy every now and then. Yeah, I think you'd be a little hard on him. Look, he's a good receiver. I, I you, you come up with that this the first three games, four games. What? That it, he looks like he's a slow worker and. No, I, I, just, I just I look. I think I this know. is. I mean, if he was, if he's catching Chris Bassett, it may look a little different. Maybe. Yeah. So I, you know, I think because of who he's going to catch. Uh, he's not catching Yusei Kikuchi. He'll probably catch Barrios. He'll probably catch sometimes Gosman. He's always going to catch Manoa if he's healthy. Bad look when the earpiece falls out. It, it, it is. It, you know, Bad it, look when you don't, don't know how many outs there is and you're a big like, leaguer. Like, I'm, there's no excuse for it, right? So, you know, yeah. you want to – it's it, like, again. I'm trying hard not to, you know, because I, I was a guy – I admit I was late to the Alejandro Kirk Express. I really was. Um, His bat looks slow to me. That's the one thing that that, that I I'm a that, little concerned about. That can always, yeah, I, I, absolutely. The more that, again, we I asked John that <clears throat> a couple yeah. of days ago when he came on, and he said he has noticed that, and That's, they will do whatever it takes to have the best Alejandro Kirk that that you want to see. But he's hitting fifth, yeah. Like, which brings us to Ken's other point about the lineup. Which he, now Ken made a good point um, about Dalton Varsho. And I, I mentioned this, Dalton Varsho hit cleanup. Not that it matters, well, but, he, but he, hit, in spring he, training, you hit, didn't hit, he hit cleanup six times in spring training. No, but my point is into spring training too. That was, um, he, I'm not going to ask if he earned the spot, but it, we were, but when we saw the, fir- the lineup the first day, we kind of thought, well, that's interesting. Who else would it be? With the with the way Brandon Bell has looked, oh, right now it's obvious. With the unknowns with Matt Chapman's toe tap, I mean, you know who else it'll it should be. Kirky's slow to the slow to the party you, because of you know family things and you and know spring who training. else it should be the cleanup spot. I, I, I'm not going to uh, say it. Though. Beginning of the season, you knew better to say it. You can continue to say it, and it'll probably happen just because it'll. They're going to have to play for the big inning sooner or later. Yep. So it'll probably happen, and, and, but somebody's got to get on base. If they got an on base, if they got a, well, absolutely, you will. You'll be wearing a jacket in here. I'll put my Bichette jersey on. 
it, yeah. I, again, I, it is amazing how bad your team can look when you're starting pitching. It's not even good, isn't it? Yeah. Boy, no, it is amazing. I'm kind of I'm, I'm okay it really with is. I'm I'm okay with what I've seen of Dalton. Maybe it's because for a reason I don't understand. You know I really I I like Dalton Varsho's game. I think Dalton uh, Varsho you know, is exactly what this team needs. I don't know if he's exactly what it needs out of the cleanup yeah, yeah, spot. Yeah. But I'm I'm okay wanna, with what he's doing. I want to see what the at bats look like from this team when your starter is dominant. That, like he is dominating people, he is adding and subtracting, he is efficient. Well, you know the breaking ball looks good. How the at bats look then? Like there's not a lot of pressure on these guys to figure out what kind of at bats you have. I, I don't want to make too big of a deal out of that, but it's a good point. Like it's you you really wonder, and I just wonder. If that's you think again, I, I don't want to say you panic because that's a maybe this early in the season might not be the words you want to use, but there might be a little bit of that. How's it going? How's the bat's going to look when you're when your starting pitcher is really really good? Like everything is just working. He's in the flow of the game. He's getting it going. It's going where it's supposed to go. The misses are great. He's getting swing and misses. You know, he's getting like eight pitch innings. Those dudes are coming in and they're high fiving and. Then I think we'll find out what kind of li- what the lineup looks like, and four through nine is going to look like. There's going to be some shuffling. That you know, it, I know it, and everybody else knows it. What would Matt Chapman have to do? No, I'm not even going to ask that. Don't. Then. I'm not going to ask it. It's a dumb Go question. To, no, it wasn't a dumb question, but it was just it's just silly. Looking for something that isn't there. Brandon Woodstock had a question about pitchers' attitudes on the mound. In light of pitchers having attitude, just wondering if you could see a scenario where pitchers would use the new pitch clock rules for an intentional walk instead of throwing the pitches or just motioning for an intentional walk, just stare at the batter for two minutes straight, racking up the uh, pitch Mm -hmm. clock violations um, during a stare down until the batter gets put on first. Wondering what you might think about that one. Yeah. If anybody will do it, it'll be Max Scherzer, who seems to be having an inordinate amount of fun with the pitch clock. I Verdugo and <clears throat> Alec Manoa. Yeah, that might be a bit of a stare down. Here, I got your stare down right here. It's right. Stand there for two you'll minutes. Be, you'll, you'll be Don't wear it. Yeah, you'll be you'll be staring a fastball right between the eyes. Uh, I like I said, I just the, the whole maybe I've just watched so much baseball that I'm used to stuff. I'm used to stuff looking a certain way. And I'm used to guys acting a certain way and presenting themselves a certain way. And I, I am interested in seeing how pitchers use it, how they adapt to it. As I said, I, I think we, we saw in spring training, and it's no surprise, we saw guys experimenting with it. I'm I am really I'm really shocked that it that in this I know Kevin, you're gonna tell me that's because these guys are elite athletes and 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 I agree with you and they're grown men and all. I thought it would be more of an issue. No. And I thought maybe it would be an not an issue where guys are fighting and arguing but just that that it would be that weird stuff would happen during a game and you'd go, eh, "I don't know if that's really kind of what you And we haven't seen that yet for the most part. We haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. And I think you are seeing guys and you will see guys use it as a means of intimidating people. Now, I don't know how would that how would that <clears throat> excuse me how would that intimidate me if I'm a hitter and a guy standing out there staring? How would that intimidate? Well, no, I'm not saying staring. I'm, I'm no, I'm not talking about staring. I'm talking about 
Because I would just turn you know, around and about, say to the umpire, what, I, why is he doing that? No, I'm talking about getting <laughs> up and going. What's going on here? What's, April the thing, Fools. what's the thing everybody <laughs> says about baseball? What's the thing everybody says about baseball? It's boring. I've got to slow it down. got to slow oh. the game down. I've got to slow the game down. i got to stay within myself. Every time you talk about a player, he's good. He slows the game down. And, and I think where the pitch clock comes into really I think comes in handy for a pitcher is they could just, again, we've seen guys throw it with two seconds left. The next pitch... Throw it with 10 seconds left. Throw it the next pitch, throw it right away. Like, there are guys that are experimenting with it. And I think it is, eventually it will be, there will be kind of a new definition of intimidation. And intimidation is going to be less me staring at you, staring you down. Intimidation is going to be, I'm going to make you look if bad I'm a, at the if plate. I'm a hitter, I'm jerking around with your timing and I'm going to If I'm a hitter, I got till eight second mark. I can hold my head down. I can get my bat ready. As soon as my eyes come up, I'm ready to hit. You can't intimidate me. Like there has to be a before eight seconds. Yeah, but I have to be looking at you. I have until the eight second mark to look up and and actually make eye contact with you. So slow it down a little. I it's still my bat. Like yeah, there's. I think you're reading way too much into this. I do think the, you know, we've seen sort of everything else, right? We've seen. Max come out and do all the things, hold it, and and then when he steps back in, quick pitch him because he just goes out of the stretch. He doesn't have a wind-up then. Like, I think you'll see a little bit more than that and then just stand out there for two minutes and hold the baseball. But who knows? You know, there might be one of those situations where you're trying to get that dude loose in a hurry, and well, the that, manager says, hey, just stand out there, I, I had, right? I mean, that's something I'd wondered about with – because there are ways you can delay a game to let, the, to let the starting pitcher or to let a pitcher warm up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a it's, it's kind of a bad look. But um, you know what a bad look is? Is having a position player throw in a game four games into the season. Who did that? Uh, I saw the White Sox do it. Should, yeah. I saw some other team. I saw do it. Was that the game where they let Michael Kopech twist in the wind? The White uh, Sox. Well, I mean, he was. It was. The one where he Smooth was sailing for a little while. The one where he was four in a row. The one where he was looking in an inning. The one where he was looking in the dugout after Back Leg City. Please, please, he's probably, please come out here and get me. He's probably looking he's having the, a bad day. Looking in the dugout and going, oh god, there's Montoyo. He was with the Jays. That's what he. That's what he said. Huh? No, I, probably. I, yeah, not. I think the position player thing this early in the season. I mean, I'm not them, a fan them, of that. Them, I, them, gotta, you know, them pitchers had six months off. And and here's the thing. I've given you. You got 13 pitchers. I, I don't like. If it. I had my way, you would not allow position players to no, pitch. Me too. Just, I'm with you. you. It is you not a good look. You wouldn't do. It. I I just don't think. I think it's. What is it? If your eight runs down or your ten your ten runs up in the ninth inning, I don't care. That's part. Throw of, that out the window. Well, and that's also you, you have know a what? pitcher. You have a position player. Part of managing pitchers pitch. Part of managing a team is managing a team that's getting its ass kicked. No question. And sometimes that means you got to. Pick somebody out of the bullpen and basically say, wear one for the team. I, I'm with you. I, I don't. It's a bad I, I, look. I, I Four just, games into the season. I just don't think it should be allowed. Flat out not allowed. It's awful look. I didn't like it. I was flipping. I was putting beds together and I was flipping channels. I'm like, yeah, stay on. Four games in. Uh, we got a caller from Australia. From parts unknown in Australia. Awesome. Senior Blue Jays. Got a question about pitchers calling their own game using pitch comp. Wasn't much of a baseball player myself. I was a multiple-time participation trophy award winner, but I go. was a catcher, and I started learning how to call games when I was around 12 years old. I 
figure major league catchers probably started learning around the same time, obviously much better than me, but they probably had 10 to 15 years of experience before they called the first major league game. And they're often eased into it with a few different pitchers. Uh, yet some of these pitchers are just learning over a month or two. What's your take on what you've seen so far this season? Has it been good from a Blue Jays perspective? And do you think that's going to continue or do you think pitchers are just going to use it to call a pitch or two every once in a while? Thanks a lot. And have a great day. Yeah, see, you're saying I'm overthinking it, and a lot of people are asking questions right. about Pitchcom. Pitchcom's a neat toy. I, I, I think, I think it, you know what? It's like everything else. I think we heard John Schneider say this when we talked. You've got a, a lot of teams, while A.J. Hinch, for example, has basically said our pitchers aren't using it. They're not calling their pitchers. That's our catchers are going to call stink. it. Well, that's, Just say it out loud, A.J. Come on. I mean, it's not going to make any difference. But, but the point is, that is an approach you've heard john schneider say that they're basically letting here's the toy play with it and if it gets to yeah, be see, an I don't issue think, i don't it think it's to a toy be, i think they have to use it no but it get it if it gets to be an issue we'll step who in have we and seen, we'll who have we it. seen you manoa uses it with kirky because kirky was late to the party because of the pitch clock manoa feels a little rushed you know it gets to a certain part of the clock he's going to push the button himself just so he can throw a pitch he doesn't want to be you know in trouble because of not throwing a pitch. So I think that's why he uses it. He's not going to use it all the time. He's not calling his game. Kirky's calling the game. It's just if he's in a hurry and they can't get on the same page for whatever reason, that's why Manoa has it on his glove. Chris Bassett has a bazillion pitches, and he has to call his game. Like, it's more important, I think, for the catcher to set up in lanes yeah. than it is what Chris Bassett wants yeah. to throw. Well, I can't believe I just said that. No, it's I, backwards. But it's true with it him. It is. It's true with him. Yeah. It's not so much about the pitch. It's about the lane I want you to set up in so I know if I miss where I can start, where I can release, where I can extend, all that stuff that go into making me a halfway decent pitcher. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I – yeah, I uh, – yeah, it's, it's a good question, Shai, but let's not overthink this Shai, thing. Shai made an interesting – made an interesting point the other day. Shai Davidi and they were talking about this. We're wondering if we're going to get the point where we're going to see catchers shaking off pitchers. <laughs> you know, go my. Well, they'll push the button. They'll push the button harder. They'll push the button harder. Or they'll let the clock slider, run down and go, slider, hey, you, de- you deserve that. Yeah. We, we had a game plan. Throw yeah. the ball. I know, I know what he can't hit. I know if I was a catcher and I had a dude on the mound and we went over the game plan and he wanted to do something else and I know that pitch is working and I keep pushing it and he's pushing something else, I'm just going to let that clock go tick, 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 tick. And then I'm going to run out there and go, hey, dude, we had the plan. Let's stick with it. But that's the conversation back and forth, right? You got you to gotta be on the same page. And, again, it's, let's not overthink it. Dudes are doing it because they feel like they have to do it. It's not because they want to do it or, or they need to do it because of pitches being thrown or what. No, it's because of the pitch clock. It's because dude's not on the same page because he hasn't been here in a while. It's because a dude has a bazillion pitches, and it's more about the lines than it is the pitch. If there was no pitch clock, do you think as many guys would be using it? No. I mean, that's, I wouldn't that's think. An it. I wouldn't answer. think. I would think. No, I would think nobody would use it. Yeah, I, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was wondering. Is this something else for them to think about? Yep. That that's, that's exactly what I was wondering. Um, I, mean, I, I think I think there would be. As we had last year, I think there would be pitchcom with a catcher, the catcher having it and using the sure, pitch. Sure, sure, yeah. I yeah. think what we saw last year would have would have been everybody's worried about giving it away to the hitter, yeah. the guy standing in the on deck circle, all those things. That's why you. That's why the catchers are doing that, right? Isn't it amazing though? We've got we 
four games into the season, haven't had to talk about, haven't anybody talk about stealing signs or anything yet because, because of pitch com. It just seems odd. It seems odd. Yeah, but the tipping of the pitching thing, boy, that's being beat to death. Well, that is just that. being worn out. But also you've got a track, you know, you got a track record with Barrio, and I understand what you're saying, but you've got a track record with Barrios that suggests it was an issue, at least last year. Uh, okay. And... He's changed where he starts his hand. He doesn't have a windup anymore. A lot of that tipping of the pitching was his windup, how hard, how high he raises his hands, where he starts his hands, breaking ball, fastball. He didn't do that anymore. What? We're overthinking this thing. This is what I said. Maybe it's just time he goes, hey, dude, I'm, I'm a big leaguer. What? Are you expecting from you say Kikuchi tonight? <laughs> can I let you answer this? No. <laughs> that's why what we can have, I that's expect? why we have you on the show. What what can I expect or what okay, I what uh, do I hope to see? On your on, on the scale of one to ten. Ten being oh, I don't know what. Ten being Unbelievable. domination, six one, innings, one, no runs. One being something like we saw yesterday. What are you expecting from Kikuchi? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be one. I don't think it's going to be ten. Can I go five? Can I can I ride the fence? Sure. I I think he I think he's going to throw with more confidence. That's what I want to see. How's that? And I think if he throws with more confidence, and is convicted in his approach, because he's mechanically sound now, I think he'll have a good game. If he starts to waver and has a hiccup in the first inning, you know, occasionally he's a guy that throws it, looks in the dugout and goes, hey, why is this not working? Petey's not over there. He ain't asking Snyder. Yeah. You know, so there's – so that that I think is and, – and this is not up to the catcher. These are grown men. These are guys who have thrown a lot of pitches. This is not up to the catcher to try and get – I mean, that's why Danny Jansen, I think, is catching him – it's just to set up how quickly he's getting the sign and go put it down and give him like, oh, dude, ah, let's go. Like give him some of that. I know I've seen it before in there. Let's see it again. That kind of thing. Like, it's me and you, baby. We're going to do this. I think that's why Danny is doing this, catching him. And I think if he does it and he has that consistent delivery where it's not to start and pause, start again, and he has the same release point, I'm confident. Yeah, well, certainly it was a great – I appreciate you asking me that question. He, 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 his, his numbers. If you, if you look I at it, spring training didn't matter, but I mean, he, he was, you know, I'm just looking at some of his numbers in terms of swings and misses and stuff like that. Spring doesn't some matter. Some of those his, were his versus were Pittsburgh. So Remember well, yeah, he was, was in Pittsburgh a couple of times. Everybody's yeah. fired up and, you know, and I think he went to the Phillies and it didn't look so great. And like, you gotta, you're right. Yeah. It is Kansas city, but they're gonna, they got nothing to lose. Kansas city. Let's sort of see ball, hit ball. It ain't I'm going to take the breaking ball to get another breaking ball in a different zone. I don't really think it's that. So we'll see, right? It's He can use both sides of the plate with the hater. He has a consistent velocity. The mechanics, the release point are good. Be convicted. Put it down. I like he. Here it come. A reminder that first pitch flies at 740 tonight on Sportsnet Ooh, 590, the fan on Sportsnet. You can also catch all Blue Jays games this year streaming. We will be on the air for Blue Jays talk immediately following the game. 9.30. We had a good chat last night. We, we did. Had, we, had, we had a couple of really good, couple of really good callers. A couple of pointed calls, actually. Uh, we'll be on the air immediately following Blue Jays talk tonight. And we will back, be back here again tomorrow 
on Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and as always, wherever you uh, get your favorite podcast. So, Remark, Jen, Lance, Kevin, and myself, thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow.